0: Thank you for tuning into episode 52 of The Virtual Couch. I'm trying a different tone starting out here because this is about my 8 millionth recording. Every time I start to get anything out about The Virtual Couch, um, I get a little frog in my throat. I cough. I think even my microphone is kind of giving up on me right now. Um, but this is episode 52. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, ultra marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. If you or somebody that you know is struggling with pornography addiction, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com and you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Okay. I would, I would insert applause here if I knew how to do that, because I'm telling you that took so many takes and I just kept getting a frog in my throat. A couple of times I'm like, this is power through with the frog. Let's be real and vulnerable and authentic, but uh, just sounded horrible. Um, but as I promised in the last episode, episode fifty-one, I'm going to skip through all of the the big business stuff here today. Of course, I would love for you to continue to uh, check out Eli's extracts or BloomForWomen.com or Covenant Eyes. Um, but today, let's get you right to the the thrilling conclusion of my interview with the lovely, talented, wonderful Aurora Florence. And if you for some reason stumbled upon part two uh, first, this part then just head back over to iTunes or SoundCloud wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, start with with episode 1 uh, part 1 of episode 51 of the virtual couch or you can go over to tonyoverbay.com and there I have all of the the episodes up there and this one is on video i neglected to say that in the first i think it's pretty apparent in the interview isn't it so you can find that over at the YouTube channel the YouTube the YouTube is the kids call it these days um, go over and uh go, while you're there why not subscribe um I have not pushed my YouTube channel because that's still a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but uh, I'm recording the video parts of these so that you can see um, how fun some of the people are, interesting and entertaining, and the facial expressions, and all those things that a therapist gets to pay attention to in a session. You get to see some of those things as well, and Aurora did not disappoint, so the video part of her interview is fantastic, and it's up on the Virtual Couch YouTube page. All right, so without any further ado, part two of my interview with Aurora Florence. A story about when you and jeff met so you're both actors i'm kind of curious were you acting together was it love at first sight well did you was it a, a passionate uh you know you kissed each other on stage or what you know is it <laughs> their cool story
1: yeah yes actually so we met my very first semester of college doing a play in salt lake and jeff is six years older than me and he asked his friend he said who's that he said, "Oh, that's Aurora. She's 17 because I had a late birthday. That's so why I wasn't even 18 yet." And okay. he said, "Okay. We'll talk to you later." And um, Jeff was always one of those people but I, you know, I like to think I was very mature for my age. Sure. Um, so like of course, of <laughs> course I could be friends with, you know, the 23 to 30-year-olds my, you know, at 17. But um I I was always very drawn to him. I was like, "Who is Jeff Dickmore. And he, um, everybody always loves Jeff. He's a very loving, enthusiastic person. He makes them feel great about themselves. Um, and he brings out the best in people. And, but, so there was always this kind of aura when we, people would talk about him. And I remember I told a friend, cause we were in a show together my first semester and we were in another show together my second semester. We didn't have much interaction in scenes but you know you're in the rehearsal process and you spend time together and I told one of my friends I said so I kind of like Jeff Dickmore and she goes everybody likes Jeff Dickamore. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like okay I'm never telling anyone else that again right. yeah <laughs> um, and so then we would see each other on and off over the years and then we ended up doing a show together over the summer um, near the end of when I was in college. And what was the show? It was the the Nauvoo pageant. Oh, okay. For the for the LDS Church. It was a big summer production. It's pretty incredible. You go yeah. and you're um you work with families who are the ensemble for this big outdoor production, but you have a new set of families that come every week and you're mm. you're outside oh, wow. the, the Nauvoo humidity, you know, the Illinois humidity from 8 a.m. until basically 11 or 12 is when you get home every night and so it's it's very physically exhausting and, and emotionally, you're just giving a lot. You, you see, you kind of see all the sides of a person. (laughs) You get to know someone really well. And so, and it was just funny because this whole summer we were both dating other people long distance at the time. And the whole summer, I was just mad because I couldn't focus when Jeff was in the room because it was just I was I was a cool cucumber around everybody except Jeff. I got like I was, you know, that stereotypical like, "Oh, hey, how's your day? Did you, are you do you like?" Okay, bye. You know, just <laughs> we were both of us were just ridiculous. We couldn't carry a conversation hard. And we could, we got to be very good friends, but um and then we eventually like he asked me on a date, but I didn't really know it was a date after that and I was really scared of opening up to him because he was the one person I knew as soon as I opened myself up to him like like I would I'd just be in love with him and so I so I always kind of kept it at bay a little bit but then we finally I always tell people we met my first semester and we started dating my last semester
0: Oh, nice. Okay. You, you know, there, was a part, there was a part of me that so desperately wanted him to come running in the room here and he's yelling at you or something. Oh, sorry, right? When you're singing <laughs> praises or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Nice, yeah. right? Um, okay, so, and that is, that is. And I'm kind of curious, have you guys been in a lot of the same um, productions since?
1: We've gotten to do, we've gotten to do quite a bit together. We've done, um, we've gone back to Nauvoo several different summers. We've gotten to do some film work together. We got to do, some shows out here in Tennessee, we have only gotten to do, we, we haven't gotten to do as much scene work together. Often mm-hmm. when we're cast in things, we both get to be in something. Um, when I graduated from college, I was cast as Eliza Doolittle in the tour of my fair lady. Yeah. And, and he was cast as well in the ensemble. So we were in it together, but you know, we didn't have any, we had like two lines together. Yeah. And um, we always joked that, Um, Eliza ran off with the bartender at the end after the curtain call (laughs) (laughs) because he was the bartender that threw Eliza's father out you know um, but yeah so we've gotten to work together quite a bit and I think we we've gotten to do some film work together as well and we obviously love theater but film is what kind of keeps drawing us back it keeps keeps pulling us back more and more and uh yeah i i sorry i'm kind of just like rambling at this point oh no it's good uh, let me
0: let, now was eliza do little my fair lady is that when you had an opportunity to go to china and perform yes
1: yeah, so that that was the gift they just kept on giving because we did the uh, u.s um run of that tour for six months wow and then, Years later, the production of it was bought and remounted in Singapore for a month. And then another two years later, they remounted it in China for, oh. for a tour. So yeah, so I've gotten to do that show. That was the first time it had ever been performed in China,
0: actually. How was so that? that?
1: That was incredible. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was um, all fantastic.
0: Is there any sense? Uh, well, first of all, in China, I mean, I'm kind of curious. What was the downtime like? I mean, did you get to explore a lot of China or?
1: Um, thankfully, the downtime was pretty good because we we had pretty long sit downs. Um, we spent a good amount of time in Shanghai, which was really cool. It was fun to get there. Were actually, um, my brother Truman, who um, who you know, yeah, love him. Uh, yeah, I love Truman he discovered an entire thrifting market. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was in in Shanghai (laughs) and um, it was, it was really fun, but yeah, we, we got to spend quite a bit of time getting to know the areas that we were in. And then we, when we were done, we went over to Hong Kong for four or five days Mm. and got to explore that city as well. And yeah, I was honestly very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Okay. I wasn't expecting to enjoy China as much mostly because I didn't know that much about what it would be like to, to be a tourist there to visit. Um, But it was, it was incredible. It's like the, the countryside is so diverse Mm. there. And yeah, it was just a really fascinating place. I would definitely go back. And I realized it's like, why, why don't I, why don't I have in my mind, like Pinterest images of like, go to China. Oh, right. <laughs> and being there, it's because they don't care. They don't care if we come. They're, oh. They advertise within their country, but they have so many people to advertise to. And they're not really interested in, in American interest in their in their tourism. So oh. there's not a lot of trying to get people to come in to, to tour and visit China. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really a great place to visit. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Um, Okay. So, and I, when I remember at one point I heard a rumor and then I had to check and it was true on Wikipedia. So obviously it was very, very based in fact, but then when I, uh, when I dug up your, um, your, uh, resume as well, it is here. So uh, super quick founding member of Imagine dragons, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I I
0: had always heard that that was a rumor. And then it was like, so what was, what was that like that time? You know?
1: Yeah. So that happened my sophomore year of college, my cousin, who's a dear friend of mine. Um, We grew up together and we wrote music together, played music together, and we were really dorky and decided to wear matching outfits to our first day of second year of college.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like first day
1: of the semester and we had like matching blue sweaters with our matching. We just, we'd planned it all out and we were sitting at one of those big communal tables at um, like the student rec center, basically eating lunch. And this guy sat down kind of on the other side of this big round table with his headphones and he's kind of sitting there checking us out a little bit. And then a little while later, he starts talking to us and he just goes, hey, do you guys write music? You look like you write
0: music. <laughs> was it the sweaters or what was it that kind I, of... I think
1: that maybe gave it away. We were like, yeah, actually, yeah, we write music. And uh, he, he, he literally said, well, so... Yeah, like I write music too, and my brother manages the Killers, and I want to make oh. a famous rock band.
2: Wow! Okay, <laughs> and we
1: were like, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> that easy. Sure. And that was Dan Reynolds. That was the introduction wow. to Dan Reynolds. Um, and so it was this really fun whirlwind of a year where we got together. This, you know, he he really was the driving force for the band for sure. He is one of the most dedicated, driven artists I've ever known. I have great admiration for his, like he's just so tenacious. I love that about him. And um, so he put together a band and we, we like won some battle of the bands and kind of got some traction and, um, and yeah, we had a good time. We went down to Vegas and recorded an EP in the killer studio and wow. And, um, yeah. had had a lot of fun. And then, um eventually we decided to part ways for some i mean it sounds so cliche but really for artistic reasons and just life choice reasons dan really wanted to move back to vegas where he's
0: from and, so, and you weren't yeah. a fan of dragons right i mean it kind of all boiled down to that, that what
1: <laughs> yeah i just was like i couldn't do the, i couldn't do the, the dragon
0: thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, but you had a fun time doing that
1: yes so much fun yeah okay. and um, it's obviously i'm so happy for them and where they've gone with that it's it's fantastic yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one is one that I get, I I don't know, I hear, I hear this one, I, I get asked this a lot. I have clients who talk about this. Have you, and I'm sure you've heard this, this isn't a surprise, but a lot of people feel like, okay, I'll go and I'll try to be an actor, but I'm going to have this real solid plan B. But then there are other people who say, if I have a plan B, then I won't devote or give my all to acting. Do you have, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's a really tough, it's a tough thing to figure out because you do have to support yourself, mm. obviously. and um, unless you get a really lucky job kind of right off the bat that pays you well, it takes time to build all that stuff up. What a lot of people don't realize, um, or even if they hear it, it's just it's hard to figure it out because it's something that every person has to figure out for themselves. but your industry is your relationships. okay. Like, um, because time is so much, uh, your time is your money in the arts. And so if somebody has worked with you and they know that you are good for your word and you're going to show up and you're going to be dedicated and do good work, like that goes so far, they'll vouch for you. They'll hire you again. We actually last summer, um, went out to San Diego for two months. I did a musical down at a regional theater in San Diego with the director from My Fair Lady oh. because- when we were in rehearsals for China, like the third time around, I just casually had asked him, Oh, what are you working on next? He's like, Oh, I'm working on, um, I'm doing the musical, the Spitfire grill down in San Diego. And I was like, Oh, that's one of my favorite shows. I would love to be in. And he goes, Oh, okay. Well check in with me, you know, in the fall, this was in January. You know, he said, like, yeah. check in with me in the fall and see, you know, what can work. And then, so I did, I was like, I was, you know, three, four months pregnant with my second. Wow. Okay. And also, you know, it's like, who knows? But I emailed them and said, hey, if they're bringing in out-of-town talent, let me know. And timing-wise, it worked out really well. My baby was like seven weeks old. We started
2: rehearsals. Wow.
1: And, um, but they that theater, they were able to, every theater is different with what they can provide, but they were able to provide housing for us. And, you know, so our whole family got to go down and live in San Diego. It was when Jeff was off for school Wow. So, you know, you just, and that was all because I'd worked with this guy before and he knew me. And so he's like, yeah, great. So, but that takes time to build yeah. up those relationships. And, and what happens too, is it takes time for you to be right for a part and for, um, for someone to trust you with hmm. the next level up. And so, uh, so you do have, sorry, I'm, I'm getting to your question. I no, you Um, but so you do, it does take, um, you do have to be able to find a way to like provide for yourself for sure. But if you, but there's a difference between, okay, this is how I make ends meet while I'm building up to making ends meet with my real career, with what yeah. I want to be doing versus plan B plan B is something that's going to take a lot of time and dedication. Okay. You um, want to make it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I heard an interview with a comedian once and he talked about working in a advertising agency. And so then that ended up, you know, kind of taking over all of his time versus you hear the stereotypical waiter, waiter, waitress. So there's a little more flexibility and they're just trying. Okay. Did you have any of those jobs?
1: Um, I did some catering while I was in New York. Yes. Nice. Okay. Um, my main side job has when I've needed it has been like music. I teach private music lessons.
0: Oh, okay. That's, um, that's, that's perfect. Yeah.
1: Which is great. Cause I can set my own schedule. I, you know, I have flexibility if I need to cancel or, or reschedule things, if an audition or something comes up um, or with my kids, it's, yeah, it's, it's very flexible. So everybody finds their, th- their way. I would say today it's, it's even easier to find flexible ways to make income with the internet because there's, there's just so many more opportunities. Right. Yeah. Um, Than just like, yeah, needing to get a good waiting job.
0: Okay. Um, Hey, so, so, uh, Oh, you go ahead.
1: Oh yeah. I just, yeah. It's I, and that goes back to that, what I was talking about before with being true to just being honest with yourself. Like if you've got a plan B that you're okay with and you like doing you're probably going to do that instead of pursue because right. it's hard work, you know, right. and it's it takes a lot of faith to be an artist, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, if you're, whenever people are like, oh, well, my plan B is, I'm like, okay, well, then do plan B. Stop. Yeah. Don't don't try and be an artist professionally anymore because you're not going to. Yeah. The plan going to take more and more time that you need. You need that time to pursue being an artist, and so. And I have worked
0: I with people who, you know, and I like where you kind of keep going back to being honest with yourself, being authentic. I've had people that they, they can't manage. I mean, that's too much stress or anxiety. So then they do, okay, I can have this career and now they're doing community theater or um, and I love that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I, again, I, a lot of the actors, artists, musicians that I know who turn towards a plan B, they're happy. They wanted that. They're yeah. fine working in real estate or, you know, being a mom full time or whatever it is that they do or being an educator, or a teacher or going back to school. They're happy with those choices. And there there are a lot of great ways and outlets to still pursue that creativity and. Um, It's just a totally different animal if you want to do it as your job.
0: Yeah. Aurora, can I, uh, I feel like I, this is a safe place. You and I talking, right? Um, I have so many like funny stereotypical things that go through my head from acting. So I don't know if you noticed when I just took my glasses off to scratch my nose, all of a sudden uh, I looked completely different to you. Right. I always love in the movies when, you know, the the girl has her hair back in a ponytail and glasses and the guy doesn't even recognize her and all of a sudden glasses are off and he's like, whoa, I I never, you're beautiful. Right. Yeah, so you were probably having that moment when I took the glasses off, I imagine.
1: Yes, I was like, oh my gosh, Tony is so beautiful. <laughs>
0: okay, all right, a little too far, right? <laughs> um, okay, so you have children, beautiful children, and uh, so I am curious, what What are your thoughts on, you know, Do you are you like, you know, um, you kids are going to work, you know, I mean, I'm joking with that part, but I mean, you know, what is a child acting, that sort of thing, are you? Yeah, I that I'm was not, the worst question I've ever formed though, but you know what I'm saying, right? I got, yeah, Work I got child it. act thing. <laughs> yeah, Labor laws. What? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> uh,
1: I, if our kids are interested in it, I'll definitely, you know, let them try that and play with it. The thing is though, until, until you get older, it's like a lot of things. Um, there's not a whole lot you can do to really develop yourself as an actor yeah. Um, until you get older. And I, because I, because I have spent quite a bit of time, I've taught at a children's theater here while we've been in Knoxville, okay. and spent a lot of time educating youth in theater. And I just, I always, I'm like, i I cringe when parents like, well, my kids just loves to talk and is so dramatic. So they want to be in, they they must be a performer. Like, no, that's not what acting is. Acting is not about, look at me. Like acting is the best actors are really good listeners. Right. Mm, And so, uh, I, I, we do a, and then when you get into the business of it, you have people who don't know how to work with kids, right? Who are not behaving the way they should when they're in front of children. And this isn't always the case. There are plenty of people who are lovely with children and try sure. to be respectful. But you can't, con- you know, just when you're working with a crew of, you know, 10 or 20, 30, people can't control everything that's, that they're going to be exposed to or how they're going to be treated or what I'm most concerned with is what behavior they'll be encouraged yeah.
2: to exude. Yeah.
1: And when it's a product oriented situation, you're going to get, that's what you're going to be trying to get from the kid is like, okay, honey, I need you to say it like this. Or, you know, that's a very stereotypical example, but, yeah. um, and just, you know, I children are meant to play and imagine and, and which is one of the reasons we love when they, when we can watch them right yeah. on screen and in theater um, so if they're interested, I definitely won't hold them back from it, but I will definitely be cautious of what they're, yeah, how they're, what they're
0: exposed to in that. All right. So, uh, um, so I, I, I was actually born in Tennessee over, uh, in East Tennessee. So in, uh, I'm in
1: East Tennessee, where in East Tennessee uh, A little
0: further Johnson city, that area. That, <laughs>
1: yeah. I know where that is. Uh, that yeah. Is. That's yeah so
0: I, I, that was where I was born. So, um, I have to, when I, we had moved away and I took my wife back there the first time ever and we were watching the TV news. And I think my wife just laughed about, you know, hearing someone deliver the news with an accent, you know, doing that thing. Right. And and it was just so funny. What has that been like? You know, you're in children's theater and you're, you're classically trained and then they're all, hey you know, are you getting some of that?
1: Gosh, yes. It's (laughs) one thing that's funny about the South is like, you never know when or someone's going to have an accent. Okay. yeah, because one, the you know, two kids who grew up down the street from the other, each other, one will be like, oh, hi, Miss Aurora, how are you today? And the other one will be like, hi, Miss Aurora. Like, there's no, I don't know what, but oh, yeah, it just would warm my heart when they're up there, you know, doing there. Now, listen, y'all. And you're
0: like, oh. <laughs> like we, well, Let's not always play these guys as Southern, right? You know, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah a little more range.
1: Yeah,
0: yes. yeah, yeah. I'm oh, talking, yeah. okay, oh, go ahead
1: just oh no
0: just the drawl here
1: i love it the, yeah lots of and, I, and i
0: was part of my goal was i wanted to hear yours and so i appreciate you kind of <laughs> okay
1: good. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah um tell me a, a little bit about the emotional toll of of acting and i and i keep thinking about it's only stories i've heard i'm i'm horrible in my last podcast episode i tried to do a narrative um personified guilt and shame and it it was horrible, you know, and that was just the vocal acting. Um, but, but I just hear stories about, you know, going in for an audition and everybody, you know, if they're type a particular type and everybody looks the same and, you know, is that, is, is that hard? Is it hard to stay positive or I don't know?
1: Uh, Oh, certainly. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's exhausting in many ways. And one of the things that is exhausting about it is that the people that are successful in the arts from what I've observed tend to fall into two categories. One is that they're very naturally talented and probably really attractive. Mm-hmm. And they've, and they've gotten some attention because of that. And, and they know how to talk to people and, you know, all of that. And then there's people that, Are also very talented and probably attractive. (laughs) 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 Uh, It tends to be a pretty uh, we're into the physical.
2: Sure, yeah.
1: But and even if they're not, they're very talented and but they've also they've found a way to be very authentic and true in their work. And there's a great vulnerability to that that people are drawn to. Right? Mm. We tend to be drawn to those two things as human beings, like kind of exhibitionists and and this authenticity yeah and so i try to be the latter you know i'd I'd rather be an authentic person and and um have people be interested in what i have what i have aurora as an artist to offer and that can get that can get really exhausting because you start to feel like okay well I've just put myself out there. Yeah. And, my, and I wasn't wanted. Uh, uh, when a lot of the time it's just the, like, you didn't say the line how the producer had it in his head and a different person did, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that, you know, you're maybe a more vulnerable, authentic skilled, talented, hardworking, better, even a better person than this other person. Like if they didn't you didn't say it the way they did, sorry. You know? (laughs) And that can be that can be um discouraging. Um but again it's for myself, the what's helped me when I get discouraged is going back to relationships. Mm -hmm. If I then focus on building being the type of artist that I want to work with, you know, Jeff and I have our like our dream list of of creators that we would love to collaborate with someday. And I try to tell myself, like, okay, well, w- what would make them want to work with me? And obviously I, I can't know that I can't get in their heads. Yeah. Um, but I can look at their work and the type of work they do. And I can, you know, I can read their interviews. I can, and I can pay attention to how they've, how they've been honest to their truth.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And, um, And that's like Jeff and I are constantly striving to be those, that type of artist is somebody who is, is creating what is true to them, but in a way that is still relatable to people. You know, that's another stereotypical actor artist thing is like, oh, but it's so... This is, I I don't care if nobody relates to it. This is what is true for me. This is what's real. It's like, well, but that's, that's still selfish, you know, or not selfish. That's, that's still very inwardly focused. Right. Yeah. Which isn't always a bad thing. There's plenty of really great artists that create great art from their inward focus, um, that we can still relate to. But, um, yeah, sorry. I'm, no, know. gosh,
0: it's 11.10 it's it's in, in Tennessee. Oh, and I, and when okay. I started, I was like, uh, hey, I'll make sure and keep it under an hour. And now I'm over <laughs> five and I feel like we're just getting warmed up. But no, I we well, uh, we're, we're, now have this uh, wonderful um, challenge in the summer. You're going to be in here yes. in California. Can't wait. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Yes, they can find us obviously on YouTube at Thrifted Sister. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Just okay. Florence straight Aurora Florence. No, no underscores, no dots, none of that. Just, I was lucky. Got my name. (laughs) Got
0: early, Yeah. 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 Uh, Can I share two stories that I wrote down just to make sure I forgot they're about your dad. (laughs) Oh Uh, yes. If he's still listening. Right. I hope so. Uh, so I remember, um, he and I were both volunteering up at a girl's camp one summer and I, I kind of knew of him and then, uh, it was during lunch and all of a sudden, uh, he stands up on a table. And then leads everyone in a uh, rendition of Oklahoma at the top of his lungs, and I remember thinking, "I, I want to party with that guy, right?" And, <laughs> yes. uh, and I don't know if it was that year or the next, and he knows where I'm going with this one. But uh, the, the the men up there that were helping volunteer, um, we had to do some sort of talent or whatever, and he and I just boy, we were on the same page. So uh, I put some foil on my teeth. I grabbed a clock from the kitchen. I was flave a flave, and uh, and I forget yeah. the exactly who he was but then he and i came out and brought the house down as the kids say doing some sort of rap or whatever have you ever seen that Uh, no is there footage of this you know somebody shared uh, shared it on facebook one time there was there is some footage out there somewhere so i I want to try to find that yeah please yeah and he and i have always dreamt of a reunion so you know hey hey, you know it's not too late
1: you guys can rap on our our episode
0: it's not a bad idea Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can find some clothing like that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. Um, we'll costume you. Um, yeah, no, we, we have done annual backpacking trips. Camping turned into backpacking since I was six. We did daddy daughter camp. And they morphed into everybody can come by the time I was in high school, but we would, it was with our, my family and another good family, family friends. And every morning my dad and this other dad, they would stand on opposite ends of the camp and they would, like, do call and response, oh, what a beautiful morning. (laughs) So so you'd hear, like, in the distance, there's a bright golden haze on the meadow. And then, like, right by your tent, there's a bright golden haze. And it's like, ah, it's time to get up, you know, because you get up at six, you know, crack of dawn when you're backpacking and. Oh man! So, no yeah. wonder.
0: No wonder you were. Uh, you up, uh, okay, kind of grew up feeling okay. Yes. Self
1: yeah. out there like that, right. Expressing yeah. myself <laughs> yeah. through song. All
0: right. All right, Aurora, this was wonderful. Wait, that really didn't even mean that. See what I did right there? Hey. I really didn't yeah. mean that. That was like, yeah. Um, this has been <laughs> amazing and fantastic, and I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, and I can't yeah, yeah. wait for the summer, and we got our challenge ahead. And please, I will put in the show notes the the link to your YouTube channel, and I think people are going to really enjoy that. And uh, and you're like, you can still go buy your EP too on I yeah,
1: think- oh yeah, that's all on iTunes, yeah. Spotify, all that. Yeah, I
0: don't even know if people buy music anymore, but they can go find it, right? Right.
1: Yes, you can, can find it.
0: Dream things like the kids. <laughs> do. Um but yeah. no, thanks for staying up so late. And i uh, thank Jeff, that was yeah. really kind. Um and uh and I, it's kinda of funny now. I, I almost kind of feel like I don't wanna be I don't wanna be like, you know, dance Aurora, but it's like, you know, you're I'm about to say. Um and now, you know, the talented Aurora Florence takes us away with this wonderful. <laughs> and there's part of me that's like, Aurora, can you say that? But I didn't kind of, you know, is that yeah, a little I mean, awkward? Yeah.
1: No, I I mean, how would I say it? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I will now now take you away with my song. I don't know.
1: I will now take you out with, uh, yeah, go, hey guys, go listen to, go listen to, it's wonderful now because we send you on your way.
0: (laughs) That's right. All right. right. Thank you so much. Uh, And we will literally, I mean, I will see you next time on the virtual couch.
1: Compressed
2: emotions flying past our heads and the other end, the pressures of the daily grind, it's wonderful, elastic waste and rubber ghost, I'm floating past the midnight hour, they push aside the things that matter, Okay.